బైబుల్ ట్రెషర్స్ టాపిక్ ట్వెల్వ్ థింకింగ్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది సౌండ్ డాక్టర్ ఇన్ టెలికాస్ట్ ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ది లెసన్స్ వీఆర్ లర్నింగ్ బై వే ఆఫ్ ది సిరీస్ ఆఫ్ టాక్స్ వీ ఆర్ స్టడీయింగ్ ద సబ్జెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ థింకింగ్ scientists and physicians have found out that the root cause for many of our physiological diseases is mental disorder thank god for psychology and psychiatry which help us to treat mental illness but the ultimate solution for any mental problem is in the bible how the bible treats any mental illness or mental disorder is so crystal clearly given to us in book of hebrews 4th chapter and 12th verse for the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart the word of god can be compared to a scalpel in the hands of an experienced surgeon and that divides and discerns not only the thoughts but also intents or intentions which are much deeper than the thoughts in other words the word of god as a scalpel goes right into the root cause or root problem of the matter that is why dearly beloved friends that we are turning to the bible again and again in this series of talks there are certain specialities about the bible it does not gloss over facts it does not dilute the truths either and it is speaking about so many characters both men and women it does not hide their defects and failures and it does not offer false promises there are many difficult issues the bible does not evade issues and most important of all that is the bible does not change with times the topic that we are studying during these weeks is how not to think so far we have done five lessons number 1 do not think too much of yourself number 2 do not be over occupied with earthly things and number 3 do not desire forbidden things and number 4 do not overcrowd your mind last week we studied lesson number 5 do not keep your mind passive today we will move on to lesson number 6 how not to think do not be over anxious about anything do not be over anxious about anything beloved over anxiousness or worry is a serious matter 
It actually gives a foothold for Satan, the arch enemy of God and man. Turn with us for an example to what Paul writes to the Philippian believers in the fourth chapter of his epistle to them. Book of Philippians and fourth chapter. We'll read to you verses six and seven. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. This is the way to avoid depression in our lives. There are so many reasons why any man or any woman in this world can be caught up in depression. There are simply too many worries, too many difficulties and too many anxieties. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. In everything, make it known unto God. What will be the result of that? The problem may or may not be sorted out. Difficulty may or may not be surmounted. But that is something that is definitely assured. That's what's promised in verse 7. Peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Not only our hearts, beloved, mind you. Prayer with praise treats our minds also. Now let's see what Apostle Peter had to write on this subject. First Peter 5th chapter. Seventh words. Cast all your care or anxieties upon God because He cares for you. You will have many worries, you will have many anxieties. But you throw them all or transfer them all over to Jesus. If you don't do that, you are in for great danger. That's what is given to us, our want against, in verse 8. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He will use your very difficult situation and your worry to swallow you up as a lion swallows up its prey. In other words, if you continue to sustain yourself worrying over your worries, you know what will happen? It is like putting your head voluntarily into the lion's mouth. Now, there is a beautiful teaching that is given to us on this subject in book of Isaiah. Turn with us to the 30th chapter. Read from verse 15 to 17. Follow this passage carefully. Thus says the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Now we have come across these words very often, isn't it? In quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. You know, what is the strength that the Bible speaks about here? That speaks about our mental strength and stamina. But what do we normally do? But you would not, and you said, no, we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall also be swift. 
1,000 shall flee at the threat of one and the threat of five, all of you shall flee. So what is the meaning of this passage that God is trying to drive home? Hearts speak about our own facilities and our own strength. We have so many facilities and so many equipments and so many means. What do we do in the time of crisis? We try to use this and that and we feel that somehow we can tackle the situation. But what does God say? You will just jump on the horses and you will ride very fast, but your enemy also will be chasing you fast. One of your adversaries will be able to chase and drive away 1,000. In other words, the more you try to handle the situation by your own strength and by your own facilities, you know what will happen? The problem will get deeper and deeper, worse and worse. There is a Tamil proverb which says, the chasing dog takes advantage of the running dog. So when you don't hand over and transfer your worries unto God and stay quiet, you are giving an advantage to the dog-like enemy to chase you. That is why Jesus said in his sermon, if you turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, 6th chapter, verses 31 and 32, Do not worry what we shall eat or what we shall drink or what we shall wear. For all these things, the Gentiles think. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Once I walked into an international bank. And there was a slogan that was very catchy. The bankers, they were uh, enticing their customers for investing their money in their bank. Tomorrow starts today. In other words, that is the slogan of the world. That is not the slogan that God gives in His Word. Sufficient for the day, its own trouble. God is in the now and tomorrow is in the hands of God. Do not try to cross the bridge before coming near the bridge. Recently I just went through a, an excellent book by the great man of God by name Herbert Locher. The title of the book is Sins of Saints. One of the chapters is about worry. 70% of what we fear never happens. But I would say 90% of what we fear never happens. So, beloved, do not unnecessarily premeditate a solution before the crisis comes to you. Now, here the Lord Jesus Christ has given us a beautiful illustration. Turn with us to Mark's Gospel, 13th chapter. He was talking about preaching the gospel in hostile environment. So much of a position for the preaching of the gospel. And this is what he says. When they arrest you and deliver you up, 
Do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. At that time, the Holy Spirit will give you the right words. Beloved, these are things where we go in the Lord who knows the end from the beginning and He is a God of all knowledge and wisdom. He will impart the right knowledge for us at that time to handle the situation. You know what happens when you are overcautious? Invariably you become a pessimist. And you know when you are captivated and overwhelmed with pessimism, you will not take any risk in any matter. You will not venture to do anything. And ultimately your faith also will collapse. You know, in the Old Testament we come across Abraham who once made a, a real mistake. He went to Gerar and he knew that the fear of God was not there in the hearts of the people in that city. Turn with us to Genesis 20th chapter, the 11th verse. You know what he did? He said his wife was his sister. And because of that, the king of that city, he wanted to have that woman for him. Now here there was a real problem. Why did Abraham do like that? Look at the 11th words. Abraham said, because I thought, you know, here again his problem was in thinking. Because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place. I told this lie. But what did he forget? In the 15th chapter, God had given him a promise. God say after these things in the first words the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision you do not be afraid Abraham I am your shield your great exceeding reward what does it mean so many arrows will be shot against you but the Lord says I am your shield whether you go to Gomorrah or Gerar wherever you go the Lord is your shield don't worry about it now, beloved, we should always remember what Apostle Paul told Timothy, who was known for his timidity and fearfulness. Turn with us to 2 Timothy 1st chapter, the 7th words. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What he emphasizes there is sound mind. And then he says in verse 8, Therefore, don't be ashamed of the imprisonment that I am going through. That's what he is always telling that young disciple. Don't be afraid because God has given us a sound mind. Beloved, after reading newspapers and watching TV news, many times our hearts are filled with fear about the terror and the calamities that may come upon us. In this context, we have an excellent promise from God's Word. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs, 3rd chapter. Look at verse 24 onwards. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Don't be afraid of sudden terror nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. 
the lord will be your confidence and he will keep your feet from being caught in other words before we go to sleep we can say good night to ourselves or we can say sweet night to ourselves that's what exactly this passage is practically exhorting us beloved all of us are going through suffering but when sufferings come we should not think that the suffering that we are going through is unique and it is strange turn with us to first peter fourth chapter the 12th verse Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to strain you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Rejoice to the extent that you are partaking of Christ's sufferings. Every time you go through suffering, remember that you are partaking of the sufferings of Christ. That's how we can correct our thinking. Come to the 5th chapter. The 9th verse. you know that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers and sisters in the world now in other words beloved every time we suffer you remember two things one you are partaking of the sufferings of christ and number two the same sufferings your brothers and sisters all over the world are also experience if this kind of correction in our thinking beloved will take us through to eternity and we will not stumble on the way don't worry about your future our future is not in our hand our future is in the hand of god our life is like a vapor can you hold the vapor in your hand the smoke in your hand but if the lord will so the lord holds our future for us there can be so many multiplicity of troubles in your life but god gives you a beautiful promise turn with us to psalm 94 look at the 19th words in the multitude of my anxieties within me your comforts delight my soul so we have got two comforters today one is the first comforter of the lord jesus christ why is he there at the right hand of god the father he is there for us now why is the second comforter is resident within us what is he there for he is with us to take care of our needs before god there is a beautiful hymn which people normally sing at the end of a program or at the end of the day it is a very meaningful hymn we can all sing that abide with us fast falls the eventide the darkness deepens Lord with us abide when other helpers fail and comforts flee help of the helpless o oh, abide with us God bless you